It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And with help from Albertsons, it doesn't have to be the most stressful. Stop in for great deals on holiday favorites so you can stretch your budget and celebrate more. Pick up fresh, boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, just $1.59 a pound when you buy a value pack of three pounds or more. And get General Mills cereal 10.7 to 13 ounces, selected varieties, $1.57 when you buy two. Tastier meals, sweeter deals, happier holidays. Albertsons, it's just better. Sports fans, I want to give a warm welcome to the newest members of our podcast team. The Super Hoopers offer a not-so-serious yet enlightening discussion on the NBA. And it's brought to you by Matt Hill and John Hill, who are clearly brothers from another mother. I'm in. Have you ever been to a volcano? When it was erupting? Now, listening to Super Hoopers. And they're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. Super Hoopers! Come, come, It's pretty. It's so pretty. We just won a fucking war! That's what you said, man. Well, I'm supposed to be a franchise player, and we're in here talking about Super Hoopers! That's terrible. Welcome to the Super Hoopers podcast. I am your host, Matt Hill, and with me, as always, is my brother in basketball, John. John Hill. John, how you doing? I'm good. And today we have a special guest. Super excited to welcome Coach Nick of B-Ball Breakdown. Coach, thanks for coming on. Hey. <laughs> I'm, we, glad, I'm glad I could drive down the street and, ha- and hang out with you guys. Yeah, yeah. We have you in person uh, in my first floor. It's going to be great. It's it's a really refreshing for us to have someone who actually knows about basketball. <laughs> yeah. Know something about basketball on the podcast. Yeah. Well, it's refreshing that I have some grapes I can eat. That's very Oh, yeah, nice. yeah. We, have, we, have, we, we, we laid out the spread for you. Yeah. Um, yeah also, so, a way to take a shot at all our previous guests. <laughs> Just, well, <laughs> I don't I care. I mean, you, you know way more about basketball than anybody who's been on here, I would say. That's right? true. That's yeah, very true. Yeah. Especially Feudernick. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. So feel, feel feel free to correct <laughs> us. Uh, yeah, what do you think of our, our our spacing? Is it good spacing? Good pace? Good spacing? Yeah. Well, it's actually the triangle offense right here. We yeah. Actually, we're sitting <laughs> in the triangle. Yeah. It's so. great. This is great. So it's been a while since, uh, since we recorded last. A lot of things have happened. Um, the biggest one, uh, Coach David Blatt, was fired. And I know this is probably been you know well tread but we haven't talked about it um from my perspective digesting all the articles that have come out it seems like there's two different narratives there's the Woj narrative and Woj had a great article about it where basically it seems like there was an insurrection led by LeBron from last year so that really you know puts it all in LeBron and then you know there's the other narrative coming out from the Cavs beat writers and from uh, Spencer Haywood that basically Blatt was incompetent that Blatt didn't know how to draw plays. Blatt had substitution problems, was having problems managing the guys, was maybe too deferential to LeBron. Now, I don't think those two narratives are mutually exclusive, but 
Um, you know, which of those do you buy into more, Coach? Well, yeah, I mean, we've done our own versions of podcasts on this, and, and I did this, you know, breakdown. Uh, if you haven't seen it on our on our YouTube channel, which has gone around the world a couple times now, um, I will say this: as far as beat writers go, and I love you all. I love all beat writers, and you know, we have friends with a lot of them. They come on my show, but remember, they need access. Right. And if there's any team besides maybe the Spurs that will restrict access or make it difficult, and maybe like the Thunder, it's the Cavs. And so there's a weird thing there, a dynamic where I feel like they're they're going to probably be on the side of LeBron, you know, on the on, on, in the in the organization anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Woj is sort of probably a little bit more independent. And well, I we, trust well, but that. Woj too, Woj has his, has his biases. So Woj is very anti-LeBron. Like Woj seems like he doesn't have access to LeBron's uh, camp. Mm-hmm. And so he, you know, he has, he's done multiple hit pieces on LeBron. So uh, yeah, he has his, you know, he right. has his biases as well. And, and people probably think I'm biased against LeBron too. And, um, you know, it's an interesting balance because when you're talking about the best player in the, in the world, or, you know, he's, he's maybe still quite there. And certainly in the last few years, uh, if you want to point out anything that might be off, like, you know, fundamentally or mm-hmm. those kind of things, then that's just simply hating and you don't like and I'm biased, right? That, that was what I deal with. That said, uh, I think there are some facts here that we could all agree on. Okay. I think the biggest thing we could say is that LeBron never really accepted him as the coach. So Windhorse, yeah, Windhorse reported that, that basically 15 games into the first season, LeBron was out on Blatt. Right. And remember, remember, uh, David Griffin was, had to do a big press conference saying, no one's getting fired, you know, we're right. not going to whatever, because clearly that was whispered. And, you know, the, the press get that generally from players, right? You know, talking off the record or whatever. So, as, as a coach, what, if you know that's the case, is there anything you can do? I mean, was Blatt just doomed after LeBron was out? Is there anything you, he could have done to have gotten LeBron on his side? Bowling night, right? Isn't that what you got to do? <laughs> that's all. Um, you know, here's the thing. It, it happens at every level. And at the high school level, I mean, I certainly know when I came in and, you know, in my uh, perspective, yeah, the, the, I wasn't accepted at all. They had a very popular coach I took over for that was – uh, well, we won't get into some of that stuff, but nonetheless, you know, I, I made the same kind of mistakes. I'm sure that Coach Blatt did. But here's the thing: when you get paid money, and you get paid a lot of money, what's that like, by the way? To get paid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's that like? That's, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I I wish I could tell you more. What that's like. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, when when you get paid to play like that. Uh, I truly believe, and no one, I don't think it ever convinced me differently, that you need to go a lot farther in toward the accepting of the coach. You know, I, I don't want to say unconditionally, but you, the, the role of the coach, he's coming in, he's being paid, he's a professional, you're a professional. There should be some amount of like professional acceptance of the coach. Uh, in the beginning, at the very least. Now, if the coach is going to take it up on the floor or choke you or scream at you every day, make a hostile work environment like we saw, you know, like PJ Carlissimo, for instance, mm-hmm. then I get it. Yeah, yeah, you lose, you quickly erode that. But it definitely felt like, yeah, there was never a chance uh, for for Coach Blatt. And you know, I, there's a lot of issues involved. He was an outsider, right? There's a lot of code going on, or it could be a lot of code if you're a conspiracy theorist. As far as what, how deep does that outsider? Shit, go. We've seen people writing about it, right? I think Bethlehem Scholes did a couple of parts of a, of a thing. Did you see that about it being him being Israeli, him being Jewish? Did you see that? No, I didn't see any of that. But I do think there's something to what you're saying in that I think LeBron is very intelligent. Um, like he seems to have very high basketball IQ and just IQ in general. But you know, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I hesitate to you know go after him too hard. But there seems to be a bit of a xenophobia going on, where 
there was a complete lack of respect for what Blatt had accomplished overseas, and he was treated very much as a rookie. And Blatt was very sensitive about that as well. I mean, Blatt mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Know, would always be like, you know, this is not my first rodeo, that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. I do think a lot of times NBA players, while they're intelligent, they kind of lack life experience, and they have a very you know U.S. centric uh, worldview. One of the things that came out was that oh, he like he'd freeze up trying to draw plays in the huddle. And I'm like, it's just there's just no way. There's no way a guy with Coach Blatt's experience uh, couldn't draw the play up like we saw. <laughs> Did you see the Randy Whitman thing from last year? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Know. That was from this year, wasn't it? Where he couldn't, couldn't figure out the, which way the yeah, clipboard was. Right, that's from right, every yeah. year. And by the yeah, way, so that's that's a Tuesday for yeah, Whitman. That's, but just, I, yeah. I do want to defend that because I've heard of NBA players, and it does make sense to some degree, who can't process a certain way. So if you don't have it flipped the right way, like they can't follow it. Oh, and, and I don't I know if that was the case, but I've heard where it's like, yeah, if you had turned it where it's it's the court is to them, he like he's like he has to be the other way or else he'll never know what the arrows mean or the X's. But nonetheless, um, you, you know, think, I mean, but where are those reports coming from that he can't drop a play? Then there must be some truth to it. Or here's what I I, I had a guy on uh, Brian Geltziler from a SiriusXM uh, NBA channel who had said something to the fact that. Um, you know, he, he's beholden to LeBron. He was probably told from the top down or he's like, you know, LeBron, what LeBron says goes, right? Which is probably why maybe he didn't point out mistakes in, you know, in the, in the film stuff. So his take on it was it was quite possible that he was like kind of having to look at LeBron to make sure as, as he's trying to draw this that LeBron was going to okay it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of makes sense to me to some degree, yeah. I guess. Um, you know, but we heard that he would draw plays and then LeBron would just ignore them or yeah. do something else anyway, you know, culminating in last year's playoffs. Um and, you know, it's just uh, it, like the xenophobia thing is, is real, I feel like. It's just a question of what context do you want to look at it and how much of an outsider or, or what are they using to establish him as an outsider? Is it that he's a white guy? Is that he's a Jewish guy? Is that he's from, from Europe? You know, or, or at least... Well, let's also... Let's, or, you know, it, it could yeah. be Blatt... I mean, it could be Blatt's fault as well. I mean, Blatt yeah. could, could have, you know, maybe behaved as an outsider like treated them differently or you know been, been, just, a, been a little aloof as well i mean by all accounts he's not the nicest or easiest to get along with yeah and it could also be like lebron's been in the league for all, many years like right. you know and then it's just someone who you haven't seen on other teams you know he wasn't blatt wasn't an assistant somewhere else and mm-hmm. you know so he is kind of a stranger and an outsider i mean yeah you know but do you think i mean do you th- it sounds like you like it seems like you think blatt's a, a, a good coach yeah. I mean, from our perspective, uh, as you know, just a couple of basketball idiots, like you know, it's hard for us. It's hard for us to judge coaching. I mean, I always have my opinions, but you know, I feel like there's so much that we don't see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Blatt's record kind of speaks for itself. He seems like a good coach. Yeah, and we've done breakdowns before of his teams and showed, like, you know, he, he clearly is a good coach. His teams have won with very little talent, which is always the, the big thing for me. Like, if you can do that, great. Like Scott Brooks, you know, he, he, he won a lot of games. He, you know, he out-talented everybody. But uh, there is something to be said for a coach that has little of that and still can overcome and win. So and I think he's established that. I don't think he ran anything that he wanted to run. So right. in some respects, it was a bad fit. Like once you got to the point where like, like what he probably would have said to himself, you know what? I should have just really pushed to make them run my offense. I'm going to get fired anyway. Like that yeah. was what he probably ended up doing was like, uh, you know, I can't do it. They won't let me. So I'm just going to capitulate. So as a result, what we saw wasn't really a David Black coach team anyway. And then at that point, then fine. It's not a good fit. He just shouldn't be coaching, I suppose, is the point. But all the things that we're talking about and all the issues that you hear are the kind of things you fire a coach on when you're losing. 
Yeah. Not when you're number one in the, in the conference. Not when you've just gone to the finals and, and like, gave them a run for their money, you know, the way they did it. Even though doing all the ISO LeBron was clearly not what, what David Blatt would have wanted and would never beat the Warriors that style anyway. But, uh, you know, th- there's enough of a resume there at the, in the Cleveland alone that, like, that, that I think the timing, and I, it, it was the biggest issue there. In your b-ball breakdown of, of, of his firing, uh, my favorite part was the Portland conspiracy. So just to explain what that is, Cleveland goes to play Portland after the Christmas game. They go up to play Portland, and then they they loot, they get blown out by Portland. Um, and in your breakdown, you had them. You showed kind of like how it looked like LeBron was not giving you know the maximum effort. Perhaps that was you know his way of saying I'm done with Blatt. And in that case, don't you have to fire the coach? Yeah, I mean, and I, I say that a lot. Where I say you know either the coach isn't teaching these things. Or he's teaching it and they're not doing it. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's bad on the coach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is true. I, I screwed up. I want to take full responsibility for one thing I did in that breakdown. <laughs> okay, All right. breaking news. It's breaking news. Breaking it was news an emotional game, very close, tight, you know, and they lost to the Warriors. And it was a back-to-back on the road, I think, right. right? So that was the one thing that I probably should have stressed more was that, like, okay, that happens and certain teams have letdowns and whatever. Um, I mean, that not that kind of letdown against Portland, but I don't think. But I think the report was, and that was what spurned me, was that, you know, he had changed the lineups without telling the, the veterans, um, you know, uh, Richard Jefferson and Mo Williams. And that, like, turned everybody off. That said, look at the result. They just about beat him. And it was a close defensive game that he needed to be able to beat the Warriors. Then you turn around and look at what happened after that with, uh, you know, more recently. And it wasn't a defensive game at all. And they, and they got hammered. So, um, so anyway, if that's the case, and yeah, I went through and I looked. And, like, yeah, there was a lot of strange stuff that wasn't, didn't look fatigue-related to me at all. Yeah, but I mean, so my point is that if if your players have given up on the coach, isn't it time to move on? I and mean, we've seen this before, you know, where Stan Van Gundy gets fired midseason, replaced by Pat Riley. They go on to win the championship. Um, same thing happened in 1980, where Magic basically goes to manage, management and says, "Get this guy out of there." They again replace him with I think Pat Riley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> again, yeah. Pat Riley. Pat yeah. Riley's the real coach killer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they they also won the title that year. So I mean, I think. You know, there is a precedent for star players to be like, I'm done with this guy, even if we're winning, even if it, everything looks good, you know, get get a new guy in there because maybe, you know, that'll take you over the top. Because I don't think I don't think any of us think the Cavs were winning the title this year. Right. Well, by the way, and that was the whole context of what I was saying in the breakdown was, OK, we know they can't beat the, the Warriors and the Spurs like the, the way it's working now. Well, and that's why they fired the coach. Let's just say that that's sort of the, the gist of it, right? Okay, so my whole take on it was, let's look at why they're not competing and beating these guys. Mm. Okay, well, look, this is LeBron's effort in these big games early when, you know, he shouldn't be tired and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and look what they're running on offense. It's like, it's like you know, again, they weren't doing what Black wanted to do anyway. So, so right, maybe it's just time. I just think that it, the timing is all kind of screwy. At, at, at this point, you might as well like let them finish out the season, and see what they can do. I, I guess that would be my take. Uh, maybe, maybe the Blatt like leaves, you know, yeah. you know, and, and stuff. And as a result, you know, and I, I guess I'm sensitive. When a coach gets fired, it just like gets my hairs on the back. Yeah, yeah I think I think that's an important point. I think I don't think with Lou they're going to beat the Warriors or, or the Spurs. So perhaps a better a better thing to have happened would be. You know, just let him finish out the season, and then you sort of come to some agreement behind the scenes. Because this looks very bad for the organization, and it looks very bad for LeBron. And you have LeBron out here doing dam- damage control with Brian Windhorst saying, like, 
I'm not a coach killer. I've only had, there's only been two coaches that got fired. And one, one was my very first coach, Paul Silas, when I was like 19 or something. So, you know, I, Wait, I, I, count- I, play, I play nice. Oh, it was counting Mike Brown. He was not counting Mike Brown? He's not counting Mike Brown because he was a free agent then. Yeah. And, and, and you know, what happened with that was he was a free agent. We all know he went to Miami. And he wasn't returning Dan Gilbert's phone calls. And basically Dan Gilbert had to guess whether or not LeBron wanted Mike Brown back. And so he guessed that LeBron didn't want Mike Brown back. Oh, I think it was but, an educated guess. Yeah, I know. It was educated. But in, in LeBron's defense, I mean, Mike Brown, I don't think Mike Brown's a good coach. So. No. Well, I, I, here's what I thought happened there. And I have to kind of go back and, do, and maybe talk to somebody now who was there. But basically, it felt like he's like, okay, you want me to sign, re-sign Cleveland? Do this, this, and this. One of them being like, you know, fire Mike Brown. I'm figuring no one's going to fire Mike Brown. We just won 60s games and da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And they fired him he's like whoa i was leaving anyway that was you know so um you know and by the way the fact that they rehired mike brown to me says that lebron was the one who told him to fire him in the first place yeah that makes sense but (laughs) they're kind of like oh sorry mike Sorry, Mike. (laughs) but let's rewind for a second because you know you guys have all been you've been hired for jobs right you've Mm -hmm. been interviewed for a job yeah you've been hired they said gosh you're hired have they ever said to you, okay, the guy that we didn't hire, right behind you, the next second candidate, we're not only going to hire him, we're going to make him the highest paid assistant of yours that we've ever had oh, in yeah. the NBA. So what you're talking about is, is Ty Lue, where they, they went with Ty. Ty Lue was also interviewing for the head coaching job, and they gave him you know the, this crazy contract, super, high, super the highest paid assistant in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, job. but that happened to me at my yeah. old job. They were really? like, hey, we're going to promote you by not giving you work and hiring this other guy to take your spot. And then <laughs> like got, a month, a couple months later, I was gone. I was like, I know what you guys are you doing. Got, you, got, you got David Blatt. I got David Blatted. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they but, were anti-Semitic too. I mean, but it seems like, look, if, 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 but if the players aren't going along with him, I mean, Blatt's gone. You know, he has to be gone. Whether it's the end of the season, I think what you can criticize is LeBron. You know, we've all heard that LeBron is passive aggressive. And this seems... To reek of that like if LeBron is is out on Blatt to be fair like LeBron came after they hired Blatt like LeBron didn't have any say in the hire if he's if, he, if he's out on Blatt after 15 games when they were 9 and 8 or whatever they were you know last season when they were having trouble just fire Blatt then like LeBron if LeBron didn't like him he should have just gone to management and maybe he did and maybe they said no it's whatever bad optics fire him then or fire him after the finals I think yeah and this Portland stuff if if you know obviously it's a conspiracy theory and obviously they're extenuating circumstances if LeBron's just you know quitting on the team to to say like hey I don't want this guy anymore again that's very passive aggressive and so I mean I think LeBron does deserve some criticism well passive aggressive is one word unprofessional is another <laughs> You know, <laughs> well, well, coach, coach, with the fire. It's not. It's you know, th- th- these are millions of dollars they're expecting you to pay, play. It's like you know, if you can't play hard because you don't like the coach, you know, that's not okay. That's not okay. I, I, the college level it happens okay. The high school level, sure, but not at the not at the pro level. I, I, that's how I feel. It should be. He should go all out. And you know what? If it really isn't working, you know, at least you are giving your all to your damnedest on on the court. Uh, that's a sacred thing. You know, it should be. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, it's been troubling, uh, to say the least, uh, on, on all this stuff. But, again, you're right. I, I'm not going to say— But you would say that because you're a known LeBron hater. <laughs> right, exactly, right. <laughs> LeBron, I, 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 I want to love—here's here's the dichotomy with LeBron. If LeBron played more like Kobe, um, or Kobe did, then I would, it'd be a lot easier for me to actually to come out and be like, fine, I don't like him. But 
he actually plays like a well-coached player. Right. Yeah. Generally, yeah. usually, yeah. except yeah. for the effort on defense now. So it's that's what's so um, troubling in a way is because, you know, he makes an extra pass and he wants to set up yeah. his teammates, whatever, you know. Uh, but I also think that he doesn't – I think he thinks they don't need a coach, you know. Yeah, well, I think – I mean, a lot of people – again, there's all these reports about his high basketball IQ. And I think there's a lot of th- – he probably thinks he's smarter than a lot of these coaches. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, it seems like he was sort of coaching the team in the finals. Like they were running what he wanted to run. They were playing how he, he wanted to play. He was calling timeouts. He was doing subs. Now I had a buddy who was a coach who, who sat behind the bench in Cleveland during his first run there. And he said, yeah, he, he coached a team. He would call the timeouts. He would do the subs. Mike Brown every once in a while would speak up about like a defensive thing. And I trust my, my buddy cause he's a real good coach and he would, he knows how to recognize that stuff. So, um, again, I, I just don't think LeBron's ever really, he never went to college. And I, don't, I, I can only imagine his high school coach probably was like, you know, <laughs> yeah. here's the ball. You're LeBron's high school coach. I would love that job. Yeah. It's, you know. it's like being a backup quarterback. Like, it right. just seems like one of the easiest jobs in sports. Right. I mean, somebody asked me real quick on Twitter what I, how I would coach LeBron. And I was like, I'd coach the shit out of him, and they'd fire me the second day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, but you got to make sure you get that long-term contract yeah. so you but, get yeah, paid right. to do nothing. Yeah. But isn't that what Cleveland did, though? Cleveland basically said – like we're we'll bring LeBron back, but we have to do everything. You have he to couch out him. Like, I mean, that's he, what he they basically said. he has their he has their he, franchise. And uh, what else captured. are you going to do? I mean, you get yeah, him out, or when he left, you embarrassed yourself with the yeah. Comic Sans font, and then you were on your knees begging for him back. <laughs> and you're oh, by the way, and your, you, your franchise went down in value by like two hundred or three hundred million dollars. Yeah, so. and now it's back up. Now and it's, it's all up. because of this guy. So yeah, you so kind you of, to... you kind of like, well, this is what we decided to do. We yeah. were going to take all the money that comes with LeBron and all the coach killing or whatever you want, you know. Yeah, but all the bad I, with it. We all know this is true. What I don't like is they should just come out and say it. LeBron should just say, "Yeah, I'm running the Cavs." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the GM. Yeah. Yeah. Or make yeah. him the player coach. Yeah, yeah. make him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's legal, but yeah, I mean, well, pretty much. Oh, just make we've him. had it in the past. Yeah, but I think it's illegal now. Oh, they made so it. Illegal? I think okay. at some point they made it illegal. Okay. Well, I mean, here's the thing: the, the 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 audacity to think that you could do that. You know, first of all, as a player, you got to deal with your own training, right? Your own mm-hmm. frame of mind and how to work in the offense and how you know work on dribbling and shooting and all that stuff. You know how many hours coaches need to go through game film and understand, you know, team concepts and all those things. You couldn't possibly be a player coach now. No. And so, but to think that he was trying. So, like for instance, even in Miami, we were charting all of the offensive play calls they were making throughout the playoffs. And it looked like they were using a dartboard. And we identified three or four terrific sets that really got them good shots. And they would run it like twice a game, those things, each of those. And, you know, no coach in their right mind would, would end up running what they did when, you know, out of timeouts and times when they could call a play. Um, it clearly felt like to me that certainly by the end there, it was LeBron calling these plays. I right. asked Eric Spolstra at, at a press conference in the, in the 2014 finals. Uh, after game two that they won against the Spurs, before the Spurs destroyed them in those three games, in the game two, if you can picture this, um, we were charting it. They ran a ton of horns. And if you know readers don't know, it's, it's uh, double high post. So Chris Bosch is on the elbow with uh, whoever. And uh, he got like 30 or 40 touches at the elbow, and they won the game. And I asked him, I said, you know, were you running a lot of extra horn sets because you really needed to get Chris Bosch the ball at the elbow? And I know he didn't want to give away secrets or really talk about it, but his answer seemed so like, eh, just kind of the flow of the game and how it happened. It really felt like either he wasn't really aware of it, it wasn't a conscious decision, or it was someone else calling, like LeBron was just doing it. 
Hmm. Whoa, horns and double posts. Yeah. That's like the most actual <laughs> basketball that's ever happened on this podcast. Yeah, so who knows? I mean, you know, that report came from the Miami minority owner that, you know, LeBron tried to have Spo fired too. So maybe if Spo doesn't know what he's doing. We have to clarify that. And I know I'm dominating here, but there's a couple of interesting things. No, 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 no. You should dominate because, like you said, you're the only one who knows anything. Yeah. Well, I spoke. You're actually in a press conference. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Well, yeah, yeah at least uh, we'll find out if I get to go another one. Uh, <laughs> Um, but uh, Dorothy of Israel on Twitter, uh, Rachel uh, uh, Rebecca Griffin is a Israeli American, uh, all sorts of different backgrounds, and she speaks fluent Hebrew. And we were DMing on Twitter, and she was telling me, you no, know, she listened to that actual audio, and like the guy made it up. It wasn't anything what he said. So the report oh. that the report that he tried to get Spolster fired wasn't what the guy said. Now I think part of what, what was said was that it, during that meeting with Riley, the exit meeting before he decided to leave. Um, it, it, I think what it said was that Riley said Eric Spolster is our coach. Now you don't just sort of you know welcome LeBron into your office, have him sit down, and say, "Hey, LeBron, nice to meet you." Eric Spolster is our coach. Hmm. That's the response usually yeah, <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. to uh, I don't want Eric Spolster as my coach. Uh, then you factor so, in. So Pat Riley was like, "Okay, Eric Spolster is our coach, but we'll draft Shabazz Napier for you." Oh yeah, I mean that was crazy. <laughs> um, you know, and I like Shabazz, and I saw what LeBron saw at least during that final that during the t- tournament. But man. Um, so and then you hear what remember what Riley said in that press conference after he left and there was a lot of you know it wasn't veiled it was references yeah. right to LeBron so you, you kind of look at that and then you look at like okay he was they probably had that discussion um, you know Eric Spolster led them to four finals I'm not even the biggest fan of Eric Spolster but come on you can't say it's not working I, you know and by the way the best thing I was always impressed with him most was the defense how he got those guys to run that hard on defense LeBron included was always breathtaking to me I think what we discovered was it kind of stopped working toward the end and there wasn't an adjustment but uh, he deserves uh, to get five pros to do that like on a string like that and so hard it was, it was truly remarkable well, I think we've had enough actual basketball talk. Yeah, that's a lot of let's, uh, let's move to the other big event of, of last week or since we record. Blake Griffin. There's a lot of details that have come out. So Blake Griffin is injured. He's out drinking with DeAndre Jordan. And I think his name is Matias Testi. Matias Testi. Yeah, yeah. Which, the, the, which sounds like a guy who is going to get punched. punched, <laughs> punched in the face. Yeah. So, so he's, out, he's out drinking with DeAndre and uh, Mr. Testi. And they're... Uh, and, Something happens. Uh, Blake hits him in the restaurant. That spills outside. So it's not like, you know, whatever, heat of the moment. Like, it continued outside. You know, Blake takes the guy outside, punches him some more. Again, this guy's probably like 5'10", five, five, like probably half Blake's side. Punches him so hard that he breaks his hand. So first of all, I mean, I don't know. We don't know what was said, right? But what John and I wanted to do was figure out instances where, you know, you're hanging out with your buddies where... A punch is warranted. Well, the other thing is, in the detail that you mentioned was, you know, I've, I've never been in a fight where I punched a guy, really. Uh, but I remember doing, seeing a, my two best friends in high school do that. They punched, one guy punched the other. And it was so shocking. And they both looked at each other. And they're almost like they wanted to hug right away. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. Right? This was not that. Oh, what? No. well, we don't know. Maybe he hugged him so hard. He, maybe <laughs> he, he punched hand. him and they went outside to hug. And, yeah, Damn. and then it broke. Yeah, because yeah. remember. We don't want to speculate. Yeah, fair enough. No, spe- okay. no speculation on We have show. some facts. We have punches <laughs> thrown in the restaurant. And by the way, the, the, did the men in black come down and get rid of the video? Because I'm sure there's video in that restaurant without question. Or on the outside. There's got to be. Yeah. Um, and then... There was no like there was a cooling off period where there should have been, and then he follows him out and then continues to pummel. Yeah, him that's to the what's point. crazy. 
crazy. That's what's crazy. So yeah. So this. That, that, okay. So I guess are you musing like what could possibly be said that would get you so angry, right? Yeah, we're, we're thinking about just two buddies hanging out. You know what's you know what 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 warrants a punch? So let's think of you know okay. the obvious one is cheating. Let's say your buddy hooks up with your girl. Do you think that warrants a punch? Probably. But okay, but do we think that a five ten? You know, we're just, we're we're, yeah. we're we're just talking about regular people. Regular, oh, regular people. We'll, we'll scale it <clears throat> okay. up to yeah, play. Yeah. Punch, yeah. Uh, screwing, uh, screwing the the guy's girlfriend is punch worthy, right? Oh, I beat the crap yeah. out of him. But okay, yeah, what about? Yeah, yeah. See, what, I'm I'm from a different. I'm I'm a horrible person from Philadelphia. Uh, okay, but yeah. what if? What if? <laughs> so, okay. I, so my punch so, meter is very short. So someone takes your cheesesteak sandwich oh, and then you're, that's the it. Oh, that's the next one. So stolen food. Just stolen food warrant a punch. Let's say you order a pizza. Pizza comes, you go to the bathroom, and your buddy somehow eats the entire pizza. Or maybe you had a sandwich that you wanted it clearly labeled in the fridge. Your buddy eats it. Does <laughs> yeah. that warrant a punch? Yeah, yeah. Chipotle no. burrito. Right. Yeah. No, I, I would say no punch on the on the on the food. No punch on that, John. Ah, uh, yeah, I probably had to punch him. Probably, <laughs> okay. I'm punching him. Get- not, 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 okay, let me let me phrase this. Me at my age now, no. But if I was like a young kid around Blake's age, yeah. Oh yeah. You, you know how how Blake how old Blake is, right? Twenty seven, right? Twenty-seven? Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd probably, I was probably still punching around. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Just okay. Twenty-seven's a little old. Twenty-seven's a little. <laughs> Gambling debt. You mean like like I owe you money? I'm you not going to pay you. And, and you're gonna okay. Punch me. Maybe it's been like so. I, I think the day of you won't punch him, but maybe after a few months. It's not like you cut off a toe or something, or no? That, that's <laughs> punch. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, if there was enough, if, if enough money was involved, and I suppose, yeah, I, I guess you might say, okay, gambling could be one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah. I'm All going. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen my dad threaten people for owning them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for very little amounts of Just money. Just check yeah. yes for all of the Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty close. I'm pretty close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, racism. I, I've punch, punched uh, people for. Ra- I've punched a lot of people for racism. What light racism? What about just maybe like <laughs> oh, like like uh, a, like, a, like, like a sprinkling of is that racism? Sort of sort of pregnant. Like it's like yeah, sort yeah, of right. the subtext is racist, but not the text is racist. Oh, I see. Uh, ooh, that's a tough one. So explicit racism. I think if your buddy shows up in like a Nazi uniform. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, I've made some life decisions. I've decided to become a skinhead." <laughs> and, and John, since you're half Asian, we can't be friends anymore. Okay, so you think then, that warrants a punch? I would, yeah, yeah. But if I, he's I just like, maybe he just shows up and he's like, just sort of hinting that he really liked Trump and like, oh, maybe I see. He, like, like yeah. people should get, get get kicked out of this country. That sort of thing. <laughs> Ooh, he starts liking college basketball more than the NBA. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe. Oh, well, this maybe, is yeah. a chance to bring up the Hitler mustache again. So Hitler mustache, <laughs> he's getting jacked in the face. Like, oh right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. So he um, shows up with a Hitler mustache <laughs> and he acts like it's no big deal. Yeah. He just has the mustache. Then you're like, what's, what's, up, what's, with what's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> oh, I, uh, yeah. just, oh, just, yeah, right. just something I saw. Just yeah. trying this out. Just yeah, something right. I saw yeah. in the newsletter yeah. I subscribed what, what to. Do you, what do you think about <laughs> a tattoo? Yeah, yeah. All right, we're punching you. We're punching you. Something I saw on the History Channel. Wow. Okay. Any of any other? Okay, he's your buddy has your buddy has just has a new kid and he won't stop posting about it on Facebook. All he posts are pictures <laughs> of his new kid. Can you punch the kid? How old's the kid? Kid's a <laughs> kid's a baby, dude. Okay. <laughs> nah, you can't punch him for that. Oh, that's a good one. What if what if your friend punches a baby? It is. <laughs> and then is it okay to punch him for yes. punching the baby? Okay, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but then right. again, if a guy's punching a baby, maybe just stay away. Maybe just call the cop. <laughs> right. Maybe that's a guy you don't take the law on your own. Yeah. Maybe or it's like, like okay, we gotta call the FBI. Maybe that, like, maybe well, that's not the time for vigilante. Right. Yeah, 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 wait, yeah. wait for the cops to put the cuffs on him, and then then punch then him. punch him. Then you yeah, punch yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Then you punch him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, last one I have is okay. What if he just looks at you funny? <laughs> <laughs> like mad dogging, huh? Uh huh. 
Yeah, no, you don't. You don't. Punch. No, you don't punch for that. Okay, okay. okay. But, but what if what if you're in Philadelphia and he looks at you funny? Ugh. I, I, you should not punch people. But I've seen people punch other people just for looking at them funny, and it's a horrible, it's a horrible world. Yeah, horrible no, world. I, I've seen that like at a club or whatever, and it's yeah. a, it's a half mixture of like looking at funny and then be kind of walk into him on, on yep. purpose that stuff. Yeah. yeah, escalates quickly. It escalates quickly. Okay, what so- if your buddy does a. Um, like a, a funny NBA cartoon and then he gets in the New York Times and then all he does is talk about being in the New York Times all the time. Should you, should you punch him? Yeah, you definitely, definitely punch him. Definitely punch him. Okay, okay, cool. Like, Thanks, well, coach. Have him hold yeah. the paper. Coach's orders. All right, all right. Yeah, all right, yeah, right hold right. the paper up and you punch and through, punch the, paper. through yeah. the paper. Okay, yeah. all right. This yeah. Pod, yeah. It was just this, the online edition. This it wasn't, podcast it wasn't is gone. No, it was in the Sunday paper. All right, all right. Well, we haven't seen that yet. <laughs> I, so I've been taking notes here, and I think <laughs> I think we've figured out what Matthias Testi did. So I'll just I'll give it right. He was cheating on he was he's hooking up with Blake's girl. Yep, and he was being overtly racist <laughs> and <laughs> punching a baby. And punching so a baby. I think we've we've solved the Blake Griffin situation. I think yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. we can send that to Dan Wykey, the beat writer for the Clippers, and hopefully, <laughs> right. well, yeah, he just came on to give us some illumination of it. And uh, the one thing he did say was that those two guys rib each other all the time. Hmm. So the the idea was that like they were they were ribbing each other for something, which is when you start to talk about like racism stuff, like oh maybe it was okay, so racism know. confirmed, <laughs> yeah, yeah right, breaking. <laughs> but but I remember being that age, twenty seven, ribbing my friends and stuff. It never got close to punching, and if it did, it would be one punch, and then like you said, a punch, and then like whoa, what just happened? Yeah, not escalating outside the restaurant, and you never uh, really. You mostly punch people because you don't like them. Like, you know, it's usually there's like, under- this is the excuse to finally yeah, punch the person. Something simmering like, usually the, the person you really like, you, you know, you might wrestle, you might, you know, push them, but you never really go to fist. What about this? What if, um, what if he was ripping him? You know, a lot of times when you try and like work with somebody on their jump shot, and, you know, the thing you have to be very delicate with is that if you tell them that they have an ugly jump shot, you're basically telling them they have an ugly girlfriend. Ooh. <laughs> oh, really? Ooh. Good and advice. so, I, you know, I wonder if, <clears throat> if he kept saying they were ribbing him about, you know, oh, yeah, your jump shot's broke, man. You can't dribble, whatever, like, and he's drunk. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe that could be something. Or, oh, oh, what do you know? You don't have any rings. Ooh. Oh, but oh does, you can punch someone for that. Does Matthias Testi have rings? <laughs> <laughs> no, but but you know, he's saying like, oh, if it was escalating, if it was escalating, and he's saying, look, the Clippers are doing better without you. You don't have any rings. Right. You don't know what you're talking about. By the way, it's do Chris we deserve Paul's to get punched team. for just like pontificating like this and like making up ideas? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. These, well, these, these NBA players aren't real people, coach. They're, uh, just, <laughs> they're just characters in a soap opera that we all. Wouldn't enjoy. that be great if the. Uh, we heard a knock on the door. <laughs> it was yeah, like, right. yo, man, I heard you, you guys are yeah. podcasting but about last, last thing Maybe he'll make us a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last thing on this, like, uh, Blake Griffin, you know, we're all from L.A. or live in L.A. Blake Griffin's, like, in the comedy scene. Do you know anybody who knows him, John? Uh, well, he did anybody? intern at Funny or Die that one summer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, I think he worked with a bunch of our buddies. Yeah, so I, I, that's my thing is I, I know a bunch of people who've worked with him and nothing but nice things about yeah. him. Yeah. He has a very good reputation, so yeah. this this does seem very out of character. Yeah, yeah. And do, mm-hmm. we, and do we actually know he broke his hand on a punch? Yeah, it's a it's called a it's called like a, a boxer's fracture. Oh, okay. So All I right. would assume right. it's... So it wasn't just like they were wrestling and he happened to break his I mean, his it seems okay. like... I mean, Clearly, okay, whatever okay. it's just, it's the same thing. Yeah, like, okay. he broke and it in the. Did you see the Blake uh, apology? 
you know, it was a very form letter, uh, and he didn't apologize to the testy. I don't think. Oh. He apologized to the Clippers organization. Do we count Matias Tessi as part of the Clippers organization? No, no. I think, uh, yeah, I think a personal apology is warranted there. Yeah. But maybe not. I mean, as we said, if Matias Testi is a racist baby puncher, then yeah. No. And maybe, maybe they just Absolutely. came back from seeing the movie Creed, and they're just all kind of hyped up. <laughs> oh, and he was absolutely. like, I would have beat you up. Like, <laughs> Blake Griffin's an actor, so maybe he was. Yeah, like, maybe he's like, I'm ready. I'm that's that's another. It could have just been. The, let's let's let's, let's just act out the, the act final out scene of Creed. All right, enough, Blake Griffin. It's time for Get At Me, Dog. Get At Me, Dog is the Twitter game that John and I play every week, where we tweet at an NBA player, and we get points for the response. If the NBA player retweets, uh, responds to it, or favorites it. Yep. So this week, we were tweeting at Ish, uh, Ish Smith yep. from the future Hall of Famer. Yeah, future, future Hall, Hall of Famer. It transformed the Philadelphia 76ers into, or from a joke to just maybe. I don't know. Uh, a not as funny joke. Yeah, not as funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just a like, pun, maybe? Yeah, maybe like a pun. Yeah. All right. So we'll get next time. So my tweet to Ish Smith, I tweeted him a picture of a puppy. <laughs> and I said, Ish Smith, just got this little dude. Going to name him after you. Should I go with Ish or Ish the Magnificent? That's good. It's a cute puppy pick, too. It's a very cute puppy <sighs> pick. I figure he sees the puppy pick. He's going to be like, oh, this guy naming it after me. I'll admit, when I saw you tweet that, I was like, ooh. You were like, game ooh, over. Matt, game Matt over. gets the game Done. now. He gets Done. the game. Yeah. Done. All right. What did uh-huh. you, you tweet him? Mine wasn't as strong. Mine was Ishmith, or at Ishmith. Who's the faster Ishmael, you or I am Rocket Ishmael? Remember oh. Rocket Ishmael? Yeah, yeah, One yeah, of my yeah. favorite players of all time. I mean, basically, it's it's... And, and for famous Ishmaels, it's he, it's, it's there's Ishmael, two Rocket Ishmael, and then yeah. Army Ishmael. Yeah. And, and then I wrote, I think it's a toss up that Nerlens dunks. What do you mean? I don't get that. Like a toss? He tossed a a dunk. It's a toss up. Okay. No, but bad. It's a bad I take. It's a bad think, take. I think that that end part really. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe I blew it. Maybe, maybe I, I didn't stick the landing. Are you, are you blocked now? Or? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you get. Oh yeah. We should mention that negative five points for being if you get blocked, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. which hasn't happened yet. No. So drum roll. And did I got you, nothing. You got nothing. No, no, I also bad. got nothing. Ah, so so. I was hoping yours would, yeah, would really work. Too, I really thought it would break All through. Right. All right. Um, so I think this is week three or four of Twitter game, and yep. it is. Zero zero. It's still, still zero zero. Wow. Still zero zero. Can I hack this conversation for yeah. one second? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Hop in. When I first started Twitter, I had no idea what I was doing, and everyone's like, "Oh, you got to, you got to." They didn't call it trolling back then in two thousand nine or whatever mm-hmm. it was. It was just like, just got to go insult an NBA player again to respond to you. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, uh, I like this. Okay, so I wrote something, and I had started to be ball breakdown. I looked at some film or something, and I wrote to Jason Richardson. Okay, and I said, I tweeted to him. I said, "Yo." <laughs> something like that he's like you're killing your team on defense I got video proof or something like that oh this is nice oh, this take is notes John take okay, notes yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he responded <clears throat> oh wow he responded he said something like you keep, I'll keep living my dream. You keep living yours at the Y. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, and I responded, I said, thank you. Uh, it's more like the JCC, but that's cool. Like, <laughs> that's a good works. response, yeah. And, uh, you know, but I, it, it's in there somewhere. Like, I know I found my old tweets, whatever, yeah. you can download them should and we stuff. Do, should we do Jason Richardson this week? <laughs> is, he, is, he, is, he still, is he still in the NBA? <laughs> no, he's not. Where, was I, he, was don't he be surprised. China or something? But he might respond. I'll do Jason Richardson. Let's do Jason yeah. Richardson. Should we do Jason week? Richardson? <laughs> yeah. All right, Find out. All right. I'm just going to retweet what the <laughs> coach Nick <laughs> did and see if he responds to right, Jason right, Richardson. Right. Okay. Well, Jason. Maybe, maybe he, if he's out of the NBA, we can maybe ask him how his dream at the Y is going. Yeah, yeah. He oh, probably right. has more free time. Yeah, yeah. He's probably chilling. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We're, uh, we're wrapping up the podcast. End of the podcast, as we always do. 
roll that roll that shout out beef music. That ha- how we end podcasts, we shout out people or we beef with people. Um, so I'll, I'll get this started. I'll shout out to you. Uh, this podcast will be on the B-Ball Breakdown Network. Hopefully the beginning of uh, many more on the network. So thanks thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks a lot. Hey, man. I am great. excited to do this. We're creating a, a, a media frenzy uh, or whatever you said. A, a conglomerate. Yes, yeah. yes exactly. Yeah. A, uh, and, yeah. and we can't wait to be the the, the black mark on, of, that, <laughs> of yeah. everything you built. We can't yes. wait to be the reason. We that can't every, wait to be the anchor. Yeah, anchor that's all. That. You know, we will just, drag you up with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> John, you that's got great. any beefs? You got any shout outs? Um, let's see. Who do I got? You know what? You know who I'm going to shout out? Because uh, I was, uh, since we have a special guest, a coach, uh, I want to shout out my first coach I've ever had. I was, uh, when I was in sixth grade. Oh, gosh. Uh, he doesn't about... even listen to the podcast. No, but that's no okay. One, no it's not about that. Care about this it's out. not about that. It's not about that. It's, uh-huh. it's my appreciation for coaches and uh, how they influence your life. And uh, my first coach was sixth grade track. Uh-huh. And it was Mr. A. And I, I'll never forget this. Uh, we were on the bus, and he told us all. He said, we're going to walk in with our heads up, and we're going to walk out with our heads up higher. And for the rest of my life, I've always thought that. Well, anytime anytime I'm faced in a situation, I think that. I think, you know, you walk in with your head up, you walk out with your head up higher. If, if I may criticize okay. Mr. Yeah, a. great. Thank you. You're a track coach. Why are you telling people to walk? Isn't the game name of the game to run? <laughs> well, okay, well, yeah, that might be it. Maybe okay, it's horrible advice. With, yeah, horrible so. advice. Yeah, right. And then yeah. again, if you're running into the track meet itself, you might like get hurt. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's saving energy. Yeah, he's like LeBron has to go away for two weeks. You know. Yeah, that's all he was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I got yeah. some beef. I got some beef. Well, well I can oh, shout out somebody out if you like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. Uh, I want to shout out Larry Nance Jr. Ooh, yeah. yeah. People don't understand on Twitter. He he is the best player in the Lakers right now. And I know he's older and this and that, whatever, and they have these, all this young talent. But when you watch him play, you really just got to isolate on him alone because it's a coach's dream. He sets screens the right way. He opens up with the right footwork. He hustles and, and just plays hard and makes plays. And if he ever – first of all, if he develops a jump shot and then gets dunked by uh, the Shogun of Harlem a bunch of times and then gets the glow uh, <laughs> and believes – he truly believes – he could be, you know, the, the most effective player on that team. So, shout out to Larry Nance Jr. and the way you're playing, man. Yeah, Larry yeah. Nance. <clears throat> as as a former Laker fan myself, I still I still watch the games. And, and yeah, Larry Nance is indeed a, quite the find. Yeah, and shout out that Last Dragon reference. Mm-hmm. That was nice, <laughs> nice. I got. Beef. I this am is, the master. This, I, got, <laughs> I got some real beef. And this, oh this man, this is dangerous. This is very dangerous. Dangerous beef, beef? This that is, will this... end my career oh, in mad cow in basketball. Beef? This is very very poorly thought out. Beef. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna beef with Adrian Morjanowski. Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. Well, yeah, yeah. See, I, I told you we were yeah. gonna be the black mark yeah, yeah. on your on yeah, your network. <laughs> Feel free to excise this from the, yeah, from the yeah, podcast. Yeah. All right, what's your beef? Okay, I, well, first of all, I would say I love Woj. <laughs> love his Twitter account. First step of a good <laughs> beef is step, to back away yeah, from right. your, 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 I'm, back, <laughs> I'm gonna back away. I'm wow. gonna back away slowly. <laughs> love the, love this his is, columns. This is spoiled beef. Love, I know. Love his podcast for the most part. But my beef is with his, like, the softest of softball questions. He gives the guests, like, these T-ball questions where he's like, Masai Ujiri, 
tell me about your great charity work in Africa, where he's like, he's like setting them up to basically talk about how great they are, or like, J.J. Reddick, I know you just had a kid, tell me about your childcare practices and what an amazing <laughs> father you are. Like, I'm, look, there are softball questions, and there are just like these questions where it's like he acts like it's an interview, but it's clearly the guys come on there to talk about whatever charity he's doing, you know, and he like, the way he sets it up, I don't know, it just... Right. For me, I'm like fast forward every a little more time. A little more t-ball than softball. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah exactly. It's a t-ball where it's like, okay, you, you know, you were you were down in uh, Central America this summer. What were you doing down there? Like he acts like he has no idea that the guy like founded an orphanage in Central America. Or something. <laughs> well, but sometimes he'll even answer the question in the question. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And then the guy's like, uh, well, you just said it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. He's have like, to that. yeah, I'm an amazing person. You got me, Woj. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I got beef with Woj. Woj, get at me. Get at me. <laughs> Ruin my career. <laughs> that's very good. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, let's yeah. just start beefs with everyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I <clears> mean, not? that's how that's how rappers do it. That's how yeah, that's yeah. how Nas got famous, beefing with Big and, and Jay Z. So you know, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, we're at the Super Hoovers. Yep. We're also on Facebook at backslash the Super Hoovers. I yep. Uh, John, you're on Twitter at J Hill Namin. I'm at Tweet of Matt Hill. Coach, what are you? Uh, B-Ball Breakdown. Yeah. And uh, the website as well. The right? web, it's B-Ball Breakdown everywhere, all the time. And we have a mobile app, which has been killing it. And people are freaking out about it. Because not only can you watch all of our... This is a shameless plug, by the no, way. No, 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 no. Plug, shout out. Plug, shout out. Plug, this is, plug, this, plug, plug. Shout out to Beeps is where you do it. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to the B-Ball Breakdown yeah, mobile app. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it. Let's I do it. it. So anyway, not only is it an amazing place to get all of our... The videos, um, all of our podcasts, um, which by the way you can listen to in the background. You can have it on and then go play with other things uh, on your phone. Ooh, and still that's plays. nice. Yeah, it is. It's kind of funny because YouTube doesn't do that. The regular YouTube. App. Yeah, yeah. I actually really don't like that about YouTube. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. YouTube Red will, by the way, if you want to oh, pay. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, there you get a different app for that. Now, uh, and uh, you can read all of our amazing articles. Perhaps you guys would want to write an article or two for us too one of these what? days. Um, <laughs> well, I'd have to learn how to read. <laughs> yeah, probably okay. Know. Well, it's yeah. one baby step. Yeah. So, but not only that, but there's a whole section where you can create your own content, polls, gifs, or gifs, texts. You can directly message me, and so every day I'm waking up to the most amazing interactions with with other fans, I suppose. But then they're talking to each other now, and so we're having these arguments and these in these uh, debates, and it's a, it really truly is a whole basketball uh, culture on this new, on this new app. So definitely download it. All right, so thanks for coming on, Coach. Thanks, Coach. We're excited to be a part of the network. Um, And until next week, keep Keep pooping. Have you ever been to a volcano when it was erupting? You're now listening to Super Hooper. Hey, a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. Super Hooper. Super Hooper. That's what you say, bro. We just the fucking I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. That's terrible. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can seem intense. Like, breakup R&B intense. I thought you said you love a sweater that I got you. If you didn't, you could have told. Geico makes it easy. Just go to geico.com anytime to update or check your policy without all the extra drama. I even had a gift receipt. 
It's the most wonderful time of the year. And with help from Albertsons, it doesn't have to be the most stressful. Stop in for great deals on holiday favorites so you can stretch your budget and celebrate more. Pick up fresh, boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, just $1.59 a pound when you buy a value pack of three pounds or more. And get General Mills cereal 10.7 to 13 ounces, selected varieties, $1.57 when you buy two. Tastier meals, sweeter deals, happier holidays. Albertsons, it's just better.